Hey, CEOs, welcome back to the CEO Wing Woman podcast. I'm your host, Christy Bowie, and I am back to recording. You guys probably don't know this, but I have batched a whole ton of episodes to be released to you guys over the summer. And we're actually getting back into recording season now that I am back home, moved into my new house. So we are back to recording. And some of this is going to be a lot more real time. My goal is to not be so batch forward because now I feel like everything I've listened to recorded before wasn't as relevant as it is today. So we're going to get back into a little bit more live recordings, a little bit more updates. You will see me pop in for an update shortly. But today, I am so excited to introduce our guest, Sarah Potts. Sarah believes in the power of partnership. And in 2014, she founded Joyfully Organized, a strategic team of virtual assistants based in Raleigh, North Carolina, and serving clients nationwide. Through her practice, Sarah is an operations consultant and virtual assistant to photographers, coaches, service-based business owners who need both the strategy and support to delegate the details. Having partnered with more than 100 clients to simplify their businesses, she loves helping business owners find the time to live and grow with joy. Sarah, I am so excited to welcome you today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes. And I think this is such a perfect topic and a perfect time for this delegation, making sure you have strategic plans for that. So before we hop into really the episode, I want to give you a chance to introduce yourself in the way that you want and explain to us really who Sarah is and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, that's such a great question. And I probably like a lot of us, my path has been not extremely linear. Um, (laughs) Most people are like, do you want the abridged version? (laughs) Exactly, right? (laughs) So I actually got my master's in social work and used to be a social worker and found myself really burning out on that while I was also running this business. I had both of them at the same time. And then I realized I was working with a lot of service-based business owners in my business while I was being a social worker. And I found they were also leading, they were growing their businesses, but it was leading towards burnout. And I was like, wait a second, like I have some skills here that I feel like I can help you both with the delegation piece of it, but also like strategically thinking about like, how can we help you so that you are growing a business that really fits your lifestyle? And so that you're not feeling so overwhelmed, you're not leading towards burnout. And so eventually over time, I took my business full time. And so I love getting to work with my clients, both in a practical sense of, okay, what can we take off your plate? How can we help you with the logistics? But also how can we think big picture? What do you want your life to look like? What are your goals? And then how can we help you meet that so that your business is joyful for yourself. I love that because I have so many times thought about bringing in a virtual assistant, bringing in somebody to help me. And what is scary and overwhelming to me is, well, I don't even know what I need to pass off. And I don't have time to give you instructions how to do all of this, right? Like you said, I need the strategic side of it as well for someone to say, well, here's what you can pass off. Because right now I'm like, I don't know, grab something and do it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Like give me a life raft. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. So I think that is such a good kind of cohesive approach to it. So looking at, you know, you've served hundreds of business owners. What are the biggest pitfalls that you see clients get themselves into and are really needing help in this area? 
Yeah, I can think of two off the top of my head. So one, people don't like to hear, which I know, but it's like we hire or try to start think about delegating too late. And so I'll address that in a minute. But I think for anyone who's able to in a season of, okay, let me go ahead and think about down the line. I'm in a place right now where I'm not too overwhelmed. So if I'm thinking about growing my business, what are the supports I'm going to need down the line? Not that you have to hire at this moment, but let's start thinking about what that might look like, who the support system would be. How would I give instructions or how would I think about delegating? So think proactively. But for a lot of people, we're not, I like fully understand, even for myself, we're not in a place like that. We get too far in and we're like, oh, someone needs to throw me a life raft. I need help right now. (laughs) And so what does it look like in that situation? And so what I normally have like all of my clients do when we meet is, okay, think about your day that's coming up, whether it's tomorrow or like next week. And it's like, okay, when you wake up in the morning, what are those one to three things that are most overwhelming for you in that day? Is it something that's been on your to-do list for months that you're like, I have to do this, but I just like, I can't get to it. Is it projects? Is it ongoing things? Let's just think through what are those first one to three projects? And then, okay, let's break it down step by step. And we do this in a call. So it's not overwhelming via email. So we are going back and forth. And it's like, okay, here is what I have identified. I can take all of this off your plate. And so maybe you're just doing the last step of it. Because I think some of the things that we think about is like, oh, I have to hand over the entire project to someone. Well, actually, projects have many different pieces. And how can we just like delegate portions of it, especially the portions you don't like doing, so that you're only focusing on like client delivery or the pieces of it that you really enjoy? Yeah, I think that's so important. Because when I look at my work, I'm like, Nobody could do any of this but me. Exactly. (laughs) Like you said, there's easy ways to break down the projects or whatever you're doing. And especially thinking about those things that maybe remain on our to-do list. That's probably an indicator to us that, hey, we really don't like doing those things. And our time would be better spent elsewhere, especially if it's like a five-minute task that we're continually procrastinating. Exactly. Yes. And I feel like that is the other great thing is start small, start with those little things. Because I feel like over time, then you start to build trust with someone you're like, okay, I know they're doing really good at that. They're really reliable on that. Okay, I'm going to add something else small. And then you grow over time. Because I feel like sometimes we're just like, let's just jump all in. And that can feel even more overwhelming. Like, uh, this feels scary. I don't know if I trust them. So let's start small with a couple of different things that maybe aren't client facing or things like that. Yeah, that's so smart. So how does really this relationship of onboarding someone to help you, how, I don't even have like a well-defined question around this other than like, how does that work or how does it start? Because we don't know where to start. Yeah, absolutely. So the way that we work with our clients and what I found with talking to other business owners who own similar type businesses, the way that they run theirs as well, is ours are relatively month to month. So we structure things in a monthly basis. And so as part of the onboarding, we get on a live call with you. And the first portion of that call, we're talking through where are you feeling the most overwhelmed? You don't have to have a specific, I need you to do ABC, but let's just talk about what are those projects that feel the most overwhelming or the types of things you're doing in your business. And then we parse out for you what pieces of that we can be doing for you. So we strategically think through that at the beginning of the call. And then the second piece of the call is going actually into the logistics. So like, how are we going to organize our communication? Are we using a project management system to track things? How are we tracking time so that you know how much time you're spending, how much time we're spending? Because I felt like I feel like knowing how much time we're spending on things can really help us evaluate, is this worth it for the return on investment? And so, and then part of that call, 
we've talked through what we want to do each month, but let's talk about what are your quarterly goals and what are your yearly goals goals to make sure that what we're doing and the projects that we're working on are really helping you to actually meet those goals and are not just things that you feel like you should be doing because other people are doing them. Yeah, no, I, I think that's great because sitting here and it would also just be helpful to have a second set of eyes on some of the things you're doing, making sure you're doing them in the most optimal way. I know for me, I'm like, here's how I've always done it, but please tell me what works better. So are there specific things that you see going on maybe in a client system or in the process of how a client operates a business that maybe they should have a little bit more optimized before they work with an assistant or as they start onboarding one, they'll need to work on optimizing? Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like this can be cyclical. But one of the things that I've been um, hearing a lot from at least the clients I work with and things like that is we've been working a lot on creating systems around onboarding and then offboarding clients. I feel like a lot of the people that at least we work with and other business owners I've talked to are really good at client delivery. They know what they got in their business for. They know what they're really good at. But how do we take that experience that they've created there and create a better onboarding process and offboarding process? And a lot of times, a lot of those pieces can both be optimized with a CRM or something like that so that we have you feel like you're taking care of your clients, but it's all like automized or automated in the background. <laughs> yeah, you say the word onboarding, and I'm like, oh, I don't, I like, <laughs> I yep. love getting new clients and I love working with them, but like the physical onboarding process, I just want to bang my head against the wall because <laughs> it's so much that goes into, at least on my end, and I'm sure for most people, that goes into one or two days when you like first get a new client and it's juggling all of that between your normal work. And sometimes mm-hmm. you don't necessarily know. I've gotten into a pattern where I only onboard clients on the first of the month. So I know that like I can block out those times and it's going to be crazy. But before I did that, it was like, oh, I could have a client I'm randomly onboarding at the end of this week, haven't blocked my calendar out for it and have no idea. So I love that idea of you know developing systems and, and things around that. And I think one of the things about specifically onboarding and offboarding clients is you tend to, even without necessarily realizing it, it's one of those things that tends to be the same for the most part, for every client that you're bringing on, you need the same information, you probably set them up the same way in a system. So that's one of the places that takes a lot of time. But you can film like a loom video or something like that for the first time you do it. And then you can easily delegate that piece because for the most part, it's very similar for every client. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. So you're telling us that we should probably just be like filming things as we do them every day and documenting them. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I mean, Loom is kind of my best friend. We use it all the time because I feel like one of the places people get hung up on is, oh, I have to figure out how to type it or how to explain it to you. And I'm like, or when you're doing it just for yourself, just click record on Loom. You can send that to a virtual assistant or a partner or whoever you might be working with. They can watch it. And if it's part of what they're able to do, they can turn that into an SOP, which is one of the things we do for our clients is then we take that video, we link it, but then we also type out instructions so that we can, you know, we can do it or someone else can do it on an, on a regular basis. So if we're looking at, okay, I need some help in my business. I think a virtual assistant is right for me. What are some things that we should be looking for, qualities in that person, background? What should we be evaluating them based off of? Yeah, that's a great question. What The number one thing that I am going to recommend for everyone is it's a personality fit, like important, 
because it's someone that you're inviting into your business. They're often seeing a lot of the behind the scenes. So you want to make sure that you feel like you can just trust them as a person. You enjoy working with them because they're very much in, in their business. In terms of, okay, I could get along with this person now. What do I actually look for? I think that you want to make sure that anyone that you are wanting to work with, one, has the experience in the tools that you use in your business. There's so many tools out there and not everyone can be versed in every CRM or every social media scheduler. A lot of people just have different experience with different ones. And so finding someone that has experience on the tools that you use is incredibly beneficial. And two, just do your work styles line up. Like some people, for them, it's very important that they find someone that works in the exact same time zone as them so that if they're sending a message in the morning that they know that's roughly the same work time as the or work zone as that they'll expect a message from. Some people find it very hard, understandably, if they're on the East Coast working with someone on the West Coast. Now, that might not be important for you, but I have found that hang up on for several people. Yeah, no, that definitely makes sense. Time zones have just been a whole ordeal since I started working with clients all over. So definitely makes sense. And would you say that it matters what their experiences is in in terms of industry. Because that's something that I always look to, especially from a niche, niche industry like mine. Does that matter or are things kind of similar? I have found them to be relatively similar across industry. That being said, I do think that if you find someone that works in a very similar industry, they can often provide extra guidance for you based on like other clients they're working with. So it might not matter on a day-to-day task basis or like implementing things, but they may have more strategic or just like what are cadences in, in your specific business? Like I found this working with sometimes with a lot of photographers. We're like, oh, there's a cadence to business. We're booking a lot of sessions, you know, in the summer or in the fall. And so I just have that in the back of my mind of, oh, I can, you know, recommend, oh, are we getting ready for fall sessions, which is just like an added benefit in my mind. So I feel like it is great if you can find that fit, but I don't think it's 100% necessary. Perfect. Yeah, that definitely makes sense for me trying to find someone who's like an accounting background, like it doesn't happen. So I'm like, no, you can like anybody can learn that. (laughs) Yes. So when we are looking at when it is time to maybe start outsourcing and delegating, I know you said before we're ready, but like, how do we know if it's before we're ready? How do we know? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great question. So I think anyone in any stage of business can start thinking, even if you're like at the very beginning of business, all the way, you know, through wherever you are now, just thinking through, okay, what are some of those repeatable things I'm doing constantly in my business? And as you're doing them, start to build out SOPs. I feel like sometimes, at least I'm guilty of this, writing down like, oh, at the end of the month, I'm going to write all these SOPs for my own business. And then it feels like this huge task. And I'm like, I'm just going to shut my computer and go away. But it's like, okay, no, I'm, I'm onboarding someone or I'm sending invoices right now. While I'm doing this, let me just write a few notes down so that over time, those kinds of things are building. And of course, you can change them and update them over time. But I think it's a great place to start again, starting small. Yeah, no, I think that makes a lot of sense to say, this is what someone else can take over from me. And even from what I look at a lot of times with my clients from the financial perspective of, is this the work that 
you are being paid to do, that you are client facing. And I think the first thing we tend to outsource, at least I did in my business, and this is the belief I have, is the first thing I tend to outsource is kind of the back end work, mm-hmm. not the client facing work, not the work that I'm doing that my clients are coming to see me for, not the thing that I'm an expert at. So I think it's a lot better for you to get somebody on the back end to help take care of that work so that you can free up your time. This has been my biggest downfall. I'm like, oh, well, I could do that myself. I have time to do it myself. However, if I am doing that, I don't have time to go out and expand my business, go out and improve what is already going on. 100%. I always say we've started our businesses for a specific reason. There's all these different reasons we started businesses. But then there's so much other stuff that we have to do to run an actual business. And I think that that's the best place to start with delegating, especially the things that are not client-facing. Eventually, over time, it's great when you can have someone that you bring on that can help with client-facing things. But I think in the very beginning, anything that's in the background, administrative-wise, organization-wise, that isn't client-facing so that it frees up your your time to actually bring your best energy for your clients. Absolutely. I want to ask you about something that has always been in my head that I would love to have somebody help with, and that's emails. How do you guys help people with emails? What's the best way to do that? You know, just being cognizant that there are some emails that I need to answer versus mm-hmm. an assistant answer. What is the best process for that? So I actually love organizing a good email inbox. And people will often come to me and be like, this is probably the craziest you've seen. And I'm like, oh, it's not. Everyone is overwhelmed by emails, I feel like. So I have a couple different strategies depending on kind of specific businesses. But one thing I love to do in anyone's email inbox is set up different, especially if you're in like Gmail, which tends to be the most common, you can set up actual separate inboxes within Gmail. And so I do that for a lot of my clients because then what we can do is tag it. So it goes to the business owner. So something that is either sensitive in nature or like a specific expertise question that other people can't understand, we put it in their inbox. But anything else of, I can't find login information or when is my invoice due or those type of questions can all go to a separate inbox that an assistant is then handling for you. And then we love a good canned email template in Gmail. So we set up a lot of those so that we are realizing, okay, it tends to be a lot of the same questions over time. We'll pull up those canned emails so it's the same information and then we'll customize it with a name, with a little like happy Friday greeting or something like that. But then it's the same relative information each time. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. And it seems like the more that you as a business owner have honed in on these processes, the more an assistant is going to be able to help you. Because if you're giving a different response every time, if you're constantly customizing everything, then this isn't going to be as beneficial for you because my hardest thing was like, well, nobody else has my brain. No, of course not. Like, that's the point. (laughs) But you can't make a business that's reliant on your opinion on this situation, unless it has to do with, you know, your service. But you have to make sure that you have some level of consistency. And so, you know, I can personally share over the past few months, I have developed three kind of four packages for my clients. Very specifically, this is what you pay for. This is what you get. And So many people from the outside looking in, I think we can all understand this as business owners, come in wanting something super custom. And the thing that people from the outside think is, well, why don't they want, you know, why don't they want my business? They want, I want to do this. I want to do this. And it takes some time and a level of 
I don't want to say like confidence in your business, I guess, to learn that those are going to be the things that hinder you. Having custom projects, having custom, and this doesn't like, I don't mean you can't add a custom element. There's always custom elements and things, but making sure you do have like distinct procedures and are sticking to them, which I'm telling this to myself too. <laughs> but once I started implementing, hey, everybody is onboarded on the first. I'm so sorry you contacted me on the third and want to start right now. We're going to start on the first of next month because that is what allows my system is set up to send you an email on the first. If it's the third, I have to go and I have to automatically do that. I have to input all the information. So that for me has been a massive learning curve. But once I started sticking to that, I know the efficiency that which we're serving at is going to be much greater. Oh, I 100% agree. And I think one of the things that I hear from business owners is, but I want to make sure that my clients feel like this is for them. And I, what I want to change a mindset about is like, but when you follow a system or you create a system, you're able to provide a better level of customer service because you know what to expect. You know what's to come. And then you tend to not miss as many deadlines or things like that because you're like, oh, I, I onboard every client on the first of the month. It's the first of the month. I know exactly what I'm going to do. And it's not that I think sometimes people feel like, oh, if I create a system or if it's the same way for every client, it's going to feel really not personalized at all. And I feel like, no, you can actually absolutely add your personality and your sign off on everything, but you're following a system so that you know that you're not missing things, so that it's easily repeatable, so that you have more mental energy to do those extra pieces. And I think the thing that we as business owners don't give ourselves enough credit for sometimes is that a lot of times we actually do know what the client wants and what they need probably better than they do, right? If they're coming to us in a field that maybe they aren't an expert on, I have this all the time. People come to me and they're like, I don't know anything about my taxes. I don't know anything about my finances, but I know I want X, Y, and Z. And the way I present it is I say, look, I have this system because this is what has worked for my clients because this is best for you. And because at the end of the day, like I know what you need. <laughs> and so I think we need to give ourselves credit for saying, just like you said, if they follow a system that works for us, we're going to be able to deliver better. But also there's a reason our systems are what they are. Most of us did not just randomly decide to throw something together. We said, oh, X, Y, and Z worked really, really well. So I'm going to make that repeatable. And our clients haven't necessarily been through that process. So we do kind of know better than them and feel confident in the business that you have built. If you have invested time into these systems and processes, you need to stand strong and confident in knowing that that is what is best for your clients. Mm -hmm. And I think it gives them that extra piece. You're, you come back to be like, here's a really good system and process. And they're like, okay, she has her crap together. That sounds like really good. And it gives them an extra piece of assurance. Like, okay, I'm going to follow this process. <laughs> Clearly it works. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, Sarah, we are winding down our time today, but I am so thankful that you have been here with us to share all this information. I already know how to get started on delegating some of those emails. So I would love to give you a chance to share a little bit about your business and where people can find you and work with you. Well, thank you so much. So my website is joyfullyorganized.com and you can reach out to me. There's a link on that website. If you want to chat about anything, I'm happy to just chat about anything. If you're like, mm, maybe delegation is for me down the line, I'm happy to chat about that. Or if you're like, I need help now. If you're like, I'm not even sure 
I have listened to this, but I'm not exactly sure where to start. There is like in the footer of my website, we have what's called the delegation inspiration guide, which is a lot of different projects and tasks that we handle for our clients. If you just want to get a sense of what like logistically, what are the actual things that you help a lot of clients with? Feel free to go and download that and just kind of look it over because we find that it kind of just helps brainstorm some ideas. Absolutely. And the website will be linked in the show notes for you guys if you want to go find all of that. So Sarah, before we close, I just want to say once again, thank you so much for sharing all of this information. And to our CEOs, I am so excited to be back recording in a little bit more real time with you. I'm so excited to share all of this information. Be sure to connect with me on social media. Let me know what you guys are wanting to hear a little bit more of, what you like from our episode today. And we will see you next week. (laughs) 